PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where we try to make board studying a little bit more fun. Um, I'm here uh, with Dr. Blake Briggs. What's up, man? Hello, hello. For each 10, 15-minute episode, we try to give some high-yield board knowledge. We like to say, come for the stems, but stay for the content. Hey, and we know a lot of folks are staying for the content. Appreciate passing the subscriber mark, what, a couple thousand subscribers now, so we appreciate that. Uh, Continue to review us on the Apple iTunes podcast. We appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at EMBoardBombs, and you can also visit our website at EMBoardBombs.com. Yo, Briggs, you ready? We're just breaking all the records. (laughs) Hey, let's get this thing started. All right, hit it. Give me that stem. That's what I came for. (laughs) I know, right? You were working a Friday evening shift when a 45-year-old male comes in with abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting. He said he's been on Myrtle Beach for the past two weeks getting his tan on, but over the past three days, he's had a horrible right upper quadrant pain. He tells you that he doesn't drink and he doesn't eat any seafood while he was there because he's more of a burger guy. He denies any chest pain, shortness of breath, and urinary symptoms. On exam, his temp is 38 degrees Celsius, blood pressure 130 over 90. He has tenderness to palpation in his right upper quadrant, but not the epigastric region. You note that his eyes are a bit yellow, but he thinks that it's from all the tanning he was doing, and he feels like it'll go away. Um, but uh, That's very logical. Yeah, when you ask him, he says it's actually been getting worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dispo home. <laughs> Just reaction to the tanning bit. Uh, you're, <laughs> That's you're, an ICD-10 code I heard. <laughs> right. Your bedside right upper quadrant ultrasound is negative for gallstones, and there is common bile duct dilation. What's the next best step? Again, next best step. A, hide a scan. B, MRCP. C, call surgery for urgent cholecystectomy. D, ERCP. The correct answer is what, Briggs? It's going to be choice D, the ERCP. Here we're going to talk about cholecystectomy. Who can spell that word in the ED? I know, I know. It's <laughs> honestly like sometimes like when I'm t- typing it out, I, I need to use that spell check. And then yeah. you got you know the cholangitis. They the all begin with C words. Col- yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is you know this is a part dukes or part two of <laughs> <laughs> part two of our part, part one. We we have another podcast where we talk about cholecystitis. That's what I'm trying that. to get at. So yeah, reference that. We'll drop the link in the uh, description here. So you should hit that up first. That covers really cholecystitis and the initial kind of evaluation for gallbladder pathology. We are going to talk about cholecystitis causing ascending cholangitis. Common stuff, yeah. common board stuff, scary stuff, not a healthy-looking patient. So cholecystitis, got to say that really fast. This is going to be a stone in the calm bile duct. Everything begins with a C here in the gallbladder, which makes it even harder. In med school, I feel like it was so difficult to learn these things, remember? Because you're like, <laughs> yeah. everything starts with coli or something <laughs> right. and ends right. in cyst something. Right. So unlike the labs for cholecystitis, which are normal, these labs are, are going to be concerning for biliary cholestasis. Biliary cholestasis is a fancy word for blockage of the common bile duct. Yeah, and the key thing to note is cholecystitis, as we mentioned uh, when you referenced that pod that we talked about, the labs can be normal. You know, you can see LFT changes, but what Dr. Briggs is really trying to talk about is here you're really going to be seeing those uh, lab abnormalities. Absolutely. And you're going to see things like elevated bilirubin, um, obviously elevated ALKFOS, which reflects the fact that the bilirubin uh, a drainage has been blocked in the biliary tract, and then you're going to have elevated AST and ALT. 
the labs are about 60 to 80% um, sensitive and specific. And there's no, you don't have to know the particular percentages here, but just yeah. know that armed with a good story and you got these labs here, they're pretty good combo. They're not good alone. But if you got a guy coming in with this, right upper quadrant pain, jaundice, fever, you got the physicals in, then you got labs of an elevated bilirubin and elevated alkfos. You pretty much have sealed the deal for a very convincing, concerning story for ascending cholangitis with cholidocolithiasis. So let's get into kind of the particulars of this and how to diagnose it, what to go for is your next step. So the complications obviously of cholidocolithiasis, stone in the combiotic, is what we just said, ascending cholangitis, which means bacteria literally ascend up into the biliary tract. Most common it's gonna be gram-negative rods, such as anaerobes and E. coli. Or you can obviously get acute pancreatitis, as you know, due to stasis um, of secretions. So what is Charcot's triad? Look at this classic med student pimping question. Ah, the, the fever, the right upper quadrant pain, the jaundice. And Reynolds Pentad? Take what I talked about before, throw on that hypotension and altered mental status. That's right. You know what I love about Reynolds Pentad? This was some dude probably somewhere who said, uh, listen, this is a septic patient. Let me just give my own name to this. They basically have Charcot's triad. He already beat me to it. Oh, now they're septic. Okay, As we Reynolds like to Pentad. say on EM board bombs, we do not uh, criticize these folks. We instead say hashtag boss move. <laughs> hashtag way to get published. I know. Boss so, in it. The key points here. The right upper quadrant ultrasound is still the first test. So don't ever let that sway you here. That is going to be the answer here for first time first test to go, because you actually want to see if there's gallstones in the gallbladder, right? You want to see if there's gallbladder thickening, periwall, uh, edema, that sort of thing. The HIDA scan is only if the ultrasound is equivocal. That is in the case of cholecystitis. We are talking about a very sick-looking patient, someone who is not going to go outpatient today, someone who is not likely going to be discharged from the ED, right? They are septic-looking. And so ascending cholecystitis is a, really a medical emergency here. The patient needs some type of imaging test in order to diagnose, is there a stone there? because sometimes the ultrasound of the right upper quadrant doesn't show that common bile duct um, thickening and it doesn't show its dilation, right, greater than five millimeters. And I think you talked about a really great point, which they'll get you on the boards, which is a lot of folks will see this and they'll say, oh, the gallbladder just needs to come out. So that's actually not the correct answer here. Yes, the gallbladder is gonna be taken out, but the right answer here was ERCP, which is, you know, what you're gonna talk about here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here are the imaging steps in detail. Here we go. So you do a right upper quadrant ultrasound first. Quick, easy test. You can do it at bedside. You can get a form one, two. If they're stable enough to go to the ultrasound suite to get it done, they show no inflammation of the gallbladder, right? And then the calm bile duct, let's say on average, it's you know going to be here greater than four millimeters. The older you get, the more dilated the calm bile duct gets. So you have to basically, like I said, add about a millimeter per decade over 50. So again, if you're older than 50 years old, you gotta add about a millimeter, allowing for normal dilation of that combat. Nice, it gets all saggy and dilated when you get older. <laughs> As does everyone. As does everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, but today's sponsor is Billy Tone. If oh you buy God. Billy Tone, that's our main sponsor today, God. that can actually prevent sagging of the combo duct. No, we're just kidding. We don't have a sponsor Billy Tone. I'm sure it's on late night this TV is though. This is horrible. <laughs> so, the right upper quadrant ultrasound findings determine the next step, right? So if it shows common bile duct thickening and you have a patient with Charcot triad and elevated bilirubin, these people need an ERCP. And this is, this is up-to-date stuff, and this is what the boards are going to go for. They're not going to make it this complicated. you got a patient with high suspicion of ascending cholangitis plus a positive ultrasound for a stone in the common bile duct or thickening. They are 100% going to the OR with an ERCP followed by cholecystectomy. Does that make sense, Dr. Hussain? Yes. What are your intermediate low risks? I'm going to combine these people. Yeah, so that's like dilated combile duct. You have elevated bilirubin, but what do they not have? 
They don't have a stone. You don't see obvious stones there to right. retrieve. Right. So here you can do the MRCP plus minus on the ERCP depending on the findings there. Yeah, that, obviously we learned this in med school. The ERCP is not without risks. It's right. an invasive procedure. You are doing a scope procedure in a very tiny, lumen tiny, vessel. Tiny, space. And so because of that, there is a high risk of perforation. There's a higher risk of obviously causing pancreatitis. Right. Then you, not to mention, of course, perforation of the esophagus as you're going down. So yeah. a lot and, of risks. And every ER doc is taking care of that patient who has recurrent pancreatitis. And when you ask them why, they're like, oh, I had... In your RCP done right. you know, before I had a scope done or something. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Just, it, it comes with the risk. Exactly right. And then, of course, the low-risk patients. Uh, these are the people that, that have some random clinical labs elevated. They may or may not have pancreatitis or sepsis. These people need a cholecystectomy in their future probably, especially if they have elevated bilirubin and a equivocal ultrasound, but they do not need MRCP or ERCP. So the high-risk patients, these are the people with obvious Charcot triad, obvious ascending cholangitis, elevated bilirubin, stone in the comb bioduct, any combo of these in a question, you're doing an ERCP, then they're getting a cholecystectomy afterward. The intermediate risk, as Dr. Hussein said, they have a dilated common bioduct, they have an elevated bilirubin. These people are not going to go for the ERCP because of the risk, but they get an MRCP, which is, we didn't really describe, but I think most people know, is basically using... Um, MRI version of imaging tests to show drainage of the common bioduct. Beautiful pictures. Obviously, you can't intervene on anything, but the pictures are high resolution. They show any stone, any sludge, any dilation. And then the lower risk group we talked about, you don't do anything for it. You admit them, uh, likely give them antibiotics for their quote-unquote surge criteria or sepsis, and then watch them potentially getting a cholecystectomy. So here's the real talk. The ERCP is less and less used in real life. Not all patients present this obvious. You know, when do you see this ascending cholangitis patient like screaming at you with Charcot or Reynolds Pentad? Pretty rare. And so in real life, you're not going to see this too often. There's a lot of risk with the ERCP, the bleeding pancreatitis perforation. The MRCP we're going to see more commonly in real life because it's safer, it's non-invasive, it's more sensitive than the ERCP. So why don't you summarize everything Dr. Hussein? That was just a quick aside. I wanted to make sure we all understood that we weren't trying to tell everyone they should get ERCPs, but... According to the studies, that's what they say. And, and boards are going to hit you with that, right? Sure, sure, without a doubt. And so if the patient basically comes in, uh, they have right upper quadrant pain, they have jaundice, fever, plus or minus on that altered mental status and hypotension, you should be concerned for severe acute cholangitis. This is absolutely critical because they'll oftentimes, we give you a relatively young patient, but they'll give you an older patient who has this. And, you know, these patients need to be treated very aggressively because the morbidity mortality for these patients is really, really significant. You know, we're skipping things like HIDA. We're skipping things like MRCP. The patient should be made MPO, IV fluids, IV antibiotics, and need ERCP emergently. They will also usually need uh, cholecystectomy urgently and, uh, you know, electively afterwards. A key thing that we want to mention, we told you the next best step, right? So the next best step in the case that we gave were a lot of like imaging and procedures, correct? Mm -hmm. But the next best case they could also tell you would be, is it the ERCP or would it be sepsis management? So mm -hmm. just fluids Absolutely. and antibiotics. That's yeah. where they're gonna get you. They're yeah. gonna be like, oh, this person knows that this patient needs a emergent you know, ERCP, but they, they might throw in those you know, fluids or those antibiotics there, you know, just to see which one you're gonna do first. But you know, it's gonna be obviously manage the sepsis because these patients are oftentimes coming into sepsis, septic shock. So obviously adequately fluid resuscitation, but sometimes folks get so uh, bent up on and getting excited because they were gonna reference our board bomb, get so excited that they know the answer, that's ERCP, they might forget the first part. <laughs> Don't forget that, that's where they try to get you. And you know, that's a, that's a really good point Dr. Hussein, I, I, I can't emphasize that more, is that um, two, two last things, we're gonna wrap this up. One is a generalized question I see like coming up a lot, and, and students ask me this, and so do uh, interns as they're preparing for the in-service exam, is what do you do with those questions where the definitive management is surgical, 
but they need antibiotics. And, and I really have to tell people, you have to look, look at what they're asking for. Yeah. If they're asking is what you said, what is the immediate thing you need to do for this patient and they have neck fash, the immediate thing to do is start antibiotics right away, as yeah. soon as possible. What they say, what's the best next step or what is a definitive treatment? Obviously surgery is gonna be the answer. Mm -hmm. The other two cases I see this for is, you know, we said neck fash. Uh, the other one is Fournier's, which is basically neck bash sure. of the groin. The third one is any type of tennis tendonitis. Remember uh, canavel or cannibal signs, what we talked about? That yeah, was way at the beginning. Bomb. That was at the beginning. That was July. Disregard the audio we had at that time. We got much better. <laughs> and then antibiotic choices, of course. Here, you're, you're not going to mess around. These are septic patients, broad spec. And the best antibiotic ply for this case, especially with a Reynolds Pentad kind of patient, is going to be Zosin. Zosin. Zosin is a great choice here. Um, you're going to have coverage of what we said, those gram-negative rods and those anaerobic bacteria. So I think we got everything. Dr. Hussein, why don't you lead us out? It's another board bomb delivered. Excited you guys got to learn something. Remember to sign up on our website, emboardbombs.com, for future episodes, new content, and updates. Again, emboardbombs.com. Uh, we send out newsletters as well, so sign up for our newsletter uh, when you get to our website. You can find us at emboardbombs. Drop us an Apple review as well. If you drop us an Apple review, tell us what, con uh, what um, topic we should cover next. Hey, that's it. Looking forward to our next topic. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>